0: Hello and welcome to the Miss Rolling In podcast. As usual, my name is Jacob Staten and as usual, I'm joined by Broken Arm Armstrong. How are you, JJ? I am relieved
1: to be back. Uh, We're back later than originally scheduled, originally planned. We have missed the start of the season. I do apologize, but there has been good reason for that. Uh, But I'm happy to be
0: back. Very good. Very good. Um, So yeah, anyone who's seen the post will see that JJ suffered a... uh, I'll use the word severe. That might not quite do it justice, but uh, shoulder slash arm break. Uh, he's had a surgery. He's on the mend, and uh, that's why we're uh, that's why we're here. Um, so I suppose first, first up to discuss is um, Sheffield United on Friday night. Um, I th- <laughs> it was it was a it was a, a game that I thought we had to win. I thought we would win. I thought we'd be. Much more comfortable than it, than it was. Um, I'm just looking at some of the points you've written down here, mate. Uh, you know, five at the back, same as the Arsenal new tactic home and away. I think I think that fan kind of five-two-three defensively and three-four-three three attacking is is Cooper's preferred formation. Um, I'm not surprised that he's gone back to it home and away uh, this season, but I am surprised that we haven't improved in the in the areas. That would make it. Would make it better. We need, we need kind of flying fullbacks, don't we? We don't need a right back who's playing at left back in Olaina. Sergio is good in a back four. I, I don't really want to see him playing a back five. Either. Well, in my my opinion, I, I just don't think defensively he's a, a switched on. Obviously, he got to assist, didn't he? Um, Neko Williams is all right. He doesn't, doesn't offer as much going forward as I thought and hoped he would. But yeah, it's uh, like I say, not not surprised, but but surprised at other elements of it, I suppose. I was
1: actually quite surprised that we went with a back five um, purely because the way we utilised it at Arsenal was very much just sit back and defend. Because of the points you've mentioned of not quite having the right personnel in the right spots, I don't think we can utilise that formation to attack properly and we largely use that formation to defend. Um, So at home given that we don't have the required personnel to be in there, I assumed that we might have changed shape to get us a bit more of a foothold in the game and take the game to them a bit. Um, Naturally, it worked out well in the end. And I do think there is some good to that formation. I just think we need the right people because Serge Aurier has never been an attacking fullback. Um, At Arsenal, he'd really slowed things down because he didn't have the sort of the pace nor the quick thinking to set us and spring us out on an attack so I was quite surprised to see uh, five at the back again um, did work pretty quickly though uh, given the fact <clears throat> I mentioned that Aurier against Arsenal which wasn't fantastic he certainly improved straight away this time uh, as we scored quite early with a lovely cross for Taiwo
0: yeah, I mean, we, we we absolutely flew out the blocks, didn't we? Absolutely flew, which is what I think everybody wanted to see. Um, considering when you, we really last season, we kind of we only kind of woke up in the second halves of games, didn't we? Um, it was it was a good goal. It was good, good bit of um, almost kind of mop up work from Brendan Johnson to keep the ball alive. A lovely ball into the box from um, Serge Aurier, and you know, Tiward does what he does best. He stands in and around the penalt- the six yard box and, and taps the ball on the back of the net. Um, got- can't say any more than that really it was it was just it was really really nice um we can say a little bit more uh that now
1: brings Taiwo to six consecutive Premier League games that he scored in a row which is absolutely brilliant and yeah. it's clear that he is becoming an essential part of the squad for us if he stays fit he will be essential um yeah and we can say that off off the pitch on, on interviews behind the scenes whatever he looks Instagram he looks like the happiest smiliest, fun guy but when he scores a goal he looks like he wants to cave everyone's head in he looks furious that he scored he doesn't look yeah. happy that he scored so i don't quite understand his celebration there uh but i hope we see it a lot because i think he's got a lot of goals in him this season and he started the it's season like a- very strongly
0: the only person i've ever seen do any celebration remotely like that was uh mario Balotelli, and yeah. even that was kind of more animated in the sense that he knew he was being the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so
1: I'll happily swallow that and see it all season. Um, I <laughs> think he's he's going to be very key for us.
0: Yeah. I, I, well, absolutely. He's definitely going to be key. Um, we we had another uh, the kind of 10 minutes after that as well. We we were on top. We were creating chances. It was one of those things where I, I would have, oh, obviously I would always love to love to get another one. But um, I wasn't necessarily disappointed that we didn't. I just, you know, we've come out, we've got the goal, we're, we're, we've kind of forced them back. It's it's a great start, irrelevant of whether or not you get, you know, two or three more. Um, but then I, Sheffield United really, really grew into the game. And I don't want to say kind of we're on top because I think it was still fairly 50-50 right up to half-time. But yeah, we, we it kind of the, the closer we got to half-time, the more it was kind of a, ah, oh, I wish we had a two-goal lead here.
1: Mm. We, uh, we, we let them back in uh, and I think that's credit to them. Um, I don't think anyone really expected them to. I think a lot of Forest fans wrote them. And in fact, a lot of Sheffield United fans wrote them off before the game. Um, as we know in this podcast, I've said many times, I know a few Sheffield United fans uh, and the spirit in their camp is very, very low. Um, they even, you know, going away to Forest, you would target that for three points as a newly promoted team. Um, but they didn't even have hope for that. So credit to them. They did get a foothold back into the game. Um, I wouldn't say they looked great. They never looked like actually damaging us, um, but we still let them get their foot on the ball and pick up a bit of momentum. And whilst they were never really on top, the momentum was starting to shift towards them being the favoured ones for the next goal, which unfortunately was the case.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if they went into half time and came out, it was again pretty much straight off the bat, wasn't it? it was it was it a corner that got they got kind of headed out, cleared away. Gustavo Harmer, it, it, you know, I watched him a couple of times for Coventry last season, seems like a really, really decent player. But a bit of a shrewd signing, I think, for 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 Sheffield United. But yeah, a wonderful finish. Morgan Gibbs White had a similar effort in the first half where he's beat someone and jinxed inside and he's put his over that corner corner of the the the, the goal. Quite, quite far and away wide but yeah Hamers was was an absolute belter um, I don't think Matt Turner had any chance we could have obviously closed him you know we should have got closed him down cleared the ball a bit more but sometimes you kind of have to just go oh, that was a good finish wasn't it?
1: It was a great finish um, and unfortunately through the two goals conceded at Arsenal and this one uh, just Great, great finishers. Absolute worldies. So nothing Matt Turner could do about that. And anyone that thinks he could, uh, you're pointing in your anger at the wrong person there. And like you said, we definitely could have closed him down quicker and made more of an effort. Um, but he needed to execute that finish to get it in. Fair play to the guy he did. I went into half time almost thinking like, phew, we're okay now. Because typically it gives Cooper a chance to sling it up him at time verbally. But, um, and then we typically come back out on the pitch with a bit of bite. But I think that's possibly the worst thing that could have happened in that straight away they score and it sort of puts the game a little bit on an knife edge and makes it more nervy than it should have been. Um, so I was surprised to see them score so quickly after half time. but all you can say is great finish.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think from then we kind of maybe the next... Well, well, essentially, until Ryan Yates came on, we looked we looked wildly ineffective, um, sloppy. The back three you've noted, McKenna and Bolly. I, I think Joe Worrell was pretty sloppy as well. Um, there was that one chance, wasn't there, where him and McKenna got muddled up. Did, I think did 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 Worrell head it onto the back of oh, it was horrible. McKenna, it was, yeah, something then, like then, that. Yeah. Wonderful save from Matt Turner. It's got to be said. studies his ground, made the goal small. You know, kind of, I suppose, guessed which way I'd go correctly and made a made a great save. So fair play to him for that. Um but yeah, Ryan Yates comes on and does what I think most Forest fans know Ryan Yates can do. Adds a semblance of order to what to what's going on. Really, you know, ruffles the feathers of the opposition. Um last week I was on the uh, uh, Forest all over the world. Forest, Forest all over. Forest all uh, over podcast. Forest all over. Uh, so I was just singing the rest of the song, wasn't it? Uh, Forest all over podcast with uh, with Chris or Irish Chris, as he calls himself. Although he, he's in Ireland, so it'd just be Chris, right? Um, and I was saying that you know it would be Yates and another of Danilo or Mangala or whoever whoever they wanted to work with it. It never entered my head that Ryan Yates wouldn't start this game, which I think shows clearly how far he's coming and we've come as a podcast but yeah he was he was absolutely fantastic when he came on and it's 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 nice to see that it's not even like he's come on he can go well he scored a goal or he's set up a goal or whatever it is he's just he comes on and the the mood the momentum the crowd everything turns positive and um yeah he, he's a he's a must must start for for me 100% i'm just going to go back to the back three
1: um because i think they were really sloppy uh, all three of them, I obviously you say Warrell, I say McKenna and Bolly, all three were, were pretty bad. They kept being done by the ball over the top, which just confused them uh, and they never got used to it. So bringing on Yates was a chance to change the shape a bit and not have three at the back, um, which I was surprised that it wasn't McKenna that went because McKenna to me obviously made more uh, sort of mistakes you could clearly see it from a visual perspective for me, but regardless, we changed the shape and Yates came on uh, with a Langer. I think it was a double substitution. Um, But I, yeah, I can't believe as a podcast we're sitting here saying he's essential and he needs to start because a few years ago, I didn't want to see him anywhere near our championship squad. Um, I just didn't get it. Um, And it's credit to him that he's turned that opinion around through hard work and, through determination, really, and you always read these articles saying, "Last one to leave the training pitch." She soaks in everything a manager says. Managers always, every time a new manager comes in, they always pick him for their first lineup. And you always think, "What on earth are they seeing?" But I think now we can see who that person is. And his when he came on, there was a incredible moment down the right hand side where uh, it, it might have been after the goal, it might have been before the goal. We don't know what part it was, but. He made a lovely challenge to win the ball back out of sheer determination. He kept the ball, he jostled around, he, you know, I think he maybe even took it to the corner, but that bite and that tenacity to try and win the ball back and get us back on the front foot and say, this is our pitch, our home ground, we're having the ball, not you. Winning it back, that determination is, I just think, essential to us. And I, I cannot see a world where he doesn't start for Forrest at the moment. I think Danilo yep. was really sloppy uh, which was unfortunate. Danilo kept going back which I last season Danilo was always wanting to get us forward and was really positive and was almost in the box most of the time. Mangala had an okay game but I think simply okay. A few people have said that he was their man of the match but I haven't seen that myself. Um, but one thing you can say is that Yates came on and made them two look silly. Like he, he really was incredible and incredibly effective. So um, yeah, please God start him in the next game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you know, talk speaking of substitutes, I think Chris Wood played well, obviously it was a really great header. Um, I mean, that's you know, one of those things that I'm not sure what else I want him to do. Um, or need him to do to get together. You play well son type of situation, but you know, the, the winner was, I, I think was a really, really nice piece of play. um, you know, I think that whole kind of there's kind of a two three minute period where we were we were relentless, and I think we got the, the I think we just about deserved to win on the night, um, and that is just about deserved to win. But uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a, it was a huge three points, and we would definitely have lost that game last season, wouldn't we? Or we certainly got you know come away with nothing, as it were. You know, like a, the the Bournemouth and the following games. Well, that was i read an article recently
1: about Maranaka saying one thing they need to improve this season is beating the teams lower down in the league. We had a really impressive record against the Mm -hmm. top six teams. Beat Liverpool. Drew against Chelsea. Drew against Man City. Drew against... You know, who did we beat? Arsenal. Sorry. Beat Arsenal. So, so we had a really good record against those teams. Um, But the lower teams like Bournemouth, Fulham, I know they had Relatively okay seasons in the end, particularly Fulham. But the lower teams we seem to struggle against. Um, so that was one thing that you wanted to improve on. You look at the Bournemouth from Fulham games at home last season, and you, the you're you're up, you're winning. All of a sudden, you let them get a bit of momentum, a bit of a foothold in the game, and that's it. We've somehow lost the game, um, and it felt like this could have been that. But thankfully, we did, we just did enough. Um, yeah, and I think i think chris wood was brilliant i think he had a really good cameo um again didn't think i'd be saying that last season um i just didn't really see his benefit but if he if tyro beats him up a bit and he comes on for 15 minutes and does things like that then great like that works for me um lovely he sort of planted himself in a lovely header into the corner so a great finish to to get the three points um and let's definitely not underestimate the impact that Alanga had as well. The impact he had against Arsenal was very clear, uh, obviously setting up that goal, but whilst he didn't produce an assist or a goal coming on, um, I think his sheer pace and determination and directness really changed the game because they were a bit more on the back foot then because he was running at them. Um, there was a moment where the ball was completely going out. He managed to rescue it for a corner. No one else would have got there to to save that. Um, so... He had a great impact. Wood had a great impact, and Yates yeah, had a great impact. So really good use of subs and game management, which as we've seen from Forest hasn't always been the
0: case. No, that was that was that felt very late season championship Cooper Tactics change rather than last season the Premier League, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> which um Sorry, mate, are you going to add something?
1: I am going to add something uh, before we move on, um, which is a very hard thing for me to say. And if I vomit while saying it, uh, I apologise, but it's tough for me to say these words. Uh, but I thought that Mug-Gives-White was actually largely ineffective uh, against Sheffield United. Yes, there were some great moments in the highlight reel that you can point to, but the execution after that, you don't want to see. Um but I just thought he, there was a, a few moments where we looked like we were threatening to move the game on and I think he just tried too hard with a fancy flick or a back heel or something like that and it wasn't the moment to do it. Um, I think we think yet to see the best out of Morgan Gives White this season but I have no doubt that he will uh, get back to his best. I just think he's possibly overthinking some things at the minute and I'd love him to improve on his finishing because uh, he gets so much space and he finds himself so much space, but some of his shots have been absolutely dreadful. Um, so I just wanted to say that I thought MGW tried a little bit too hard with some of the stuff he did. However, uh, some of the best corners he's taken for Forest were on uh, Friday night because yep. most of the time he, he isn't great at corners and I'd want him off, but he did do some lovely deliveries. So just wanted to add that. Might be an unpopular
0: opinion. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I saw, I went to the Aston Villa at home game that was won all last season and that was kind of my takeaway from that game was he's he's clearly a very talented player, but he was trying things on the halfway line where if you lose the ball, they're already in our half and on top of us. And it felt very much like that on Friday night. So just want to see him do the right things in the right areas. And and that for him is in their final third, do, do your fancy stuff, break the line, you know. But, you know, when you're kind of getting more towards where we need to be a bit more safe, just, just understand that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes simple is the best way. Yeah. So we're going to go into a bit of a transfer roundup. Not that there's, there's much really to talk about. I think since we last spoke, we've added Aina, the right-footed left-back. Uh, Matt Turner, who is definitely not Dean Henderson. Um, Anthony Alanger, Um Are we, we signing anyone else? I don't think so. Uh, I think that is yeah, it. The, the number five seems to ring in my head as to who, uh, how many we've signed. Two, two ticks, two ticks. Oh no, it's four. The, the other one is it's Chris Wood, isn't it? Who counts as a season? That's what it is. That's what I'm missing. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've got a, we've got a list of stuff here to to quickly run through. But I think the, the probably the the top one that most people have a, definitely have an opinion on is is around Brennan Johnson and, and Chelsea's interest following i think brentford had the initial interest and villa and now chelsea who are signing everyone who's under the age of 23 with a spurs and spurs and west ham have been in there as well yes yes they have yeah i mean i think we sit on maybe not on, maybe not polar opposite ends of the the, the argument on this i think you're Let's cash the check and say bye bye. If it's a big check and I'm a staunch, there is no check that should make us part with him. Um, for me, for me, he's he's out. He's our talisman. I don't, I don't know. There were times on Friday night where he looked, um, I would say, less than impressive, but didn't look like the kind of electric Brennan. But I, you know, there were there were also times on Friday night for me again for the first goal. He's the one who keeps it alive and recycles the play and, 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 you know, kind of forces the issue for the goal. Um, I I, I think this is kind of almost a sliding doors moment of what we're expecting to get out of our Premier League stint of, you know, are we looking to just, basically what I'm trying to say is like, I, I, I don't think players like Brendan Johnson should ever be sold by a club. But I suppose you look at this, a similar transfer saga, and I'm not saying he's anywhere near this level, but kind of Declan Rice at West Ham, there always comes a point where kind of money talks, doesn't it? Um, and I suppose there has to be a, a you know, a glass ceiling on, on his limit, but on his, on his price tag. But for me, I just think we're not going to be able to sign an adequate replacement in time without splurging a lot of the cash that we're going to get back. So I don't really see the point. Yeah. Um I'm
1: sort of on both sides of the fence really, which is quite difficult. I don't have a firm stance. I, If he wants to go and if the money's right and if it allows us to strengthen in other areas, then I would be happy to see Brennan go. Thank you for your service sort of thing. And uh, it's a shame you've had to go, but I understand it helps us get enough money to bring others in and strengthen. Um, And at times I think you're quite ineffective, Mr. Johnson. Other side of that, if he doesn't go, it's very much a, I'm really pleased you're staying with us. Uh, I think you have it in you, and I think once you get going and once you've got all this nonsense out of the way and your brain isn't filled with that stuff, I think you will be effective again. And when you're effective, you are essential to us. So I struggle to remain in any camp. I am in the sort of camp of whatever happens to me is fine. I won't be upset either way. I won't have any strong opinions either way. If he stays, brilliant. If he goes, brilliant. I honestly don't don't, don't care. But I know there are a few people that are very firm in in the either side <laughs> of the of the fence. But I'm straddling that yes. fence, and hopefully I don't fall off and break my shoulder
0: <laughs> again. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah. Not, not or, or the other shoulder. Yeah, that would be bad. Um, the next one is uh, Leeds are apparently in for John Joe Shelby. I think I can say all oh, that needs to be said on that with, uh, with the, the, you know, kind of, please God, take him. We'll all drive him. Um, I'll pick him up on the, past the city ground and go see JJ and drop him off on the way. Yep, see ya. Um Next one is uh, Montiel coming in from, is it from Sevilla? Right back who's played for Argentina?
1: Correct, yes.
0: He's coming in. Uh, Dominguez, also Argentinian. Right, right, right midfielder? I think he's a defensive midfielder. That likes to get forward. Oh,
1: okay. I'm not too sure. Uh, okay. The Fred I read, the Fred I read, that's hard to say. Uh, seems to suggest he was more of a box to box. I think, but I don't. I don't know. I can't pretend to know anything about him, so I don't
0: yeah. know. Um, wh- whispers again of uh, Callum Hudson Adoy, That's a huge yes from me. That's exactly the kind of player we need to be getting through the door. I would prefer it if it was a to play alongside Johnson rather than his replacement. But I suppose if we said. We got 60 million for Johnson and we paid 10 for Callum Hudson Adoy. I would probably be sated with that.
1: Even though you just said under no circumstances.
0: Yeah, I, I do have to have, I add a dash of re- realism into it. In terms and, of and conditions apply. It's, it's not my money. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, yeah, fair, fair. If, it's, if it's me playing football manager, I just wouldn't sell him, but yeah, fair, <laughs> fair. It's fair. not, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, The Dean Henderson saga is becoming a long-running joke. Um, I did think it was peculiar when they said that we would be in for him and Turner because they'll be paid, uh, you know, I think £7 million for a goalkeeper is is a fine price, but £7 million for someone who's going to be a backup goalkeeper is way OTT. They usually kind of free transfers on nominal fees, aren't they? So, And Matt Turner's played well and has also been given the number one jersey. So I think the chances of us getting Dean Henderson are plummeting with every day that goes by. I think this is probably a, a mixture of the two, two sides messing each other around. I think United wanted too much money too soon. I think Forrest were being probably a bit too cautious, but ultimately the only person who's going to lose that is Dean Henderson. If he doesn't get a move away, isn't it? Um, he's certainly a goalkeeper that, that it's nice to see actually wants to play football and isn't happy just cashing checks.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Palace are now apparently ahead in the uh, race for Dean Anderson, uh, according to Mr. Fabrizio Romano. Um, I can't stand Man United with transfers. I'm amazed we've got Alanger done successfully uh, because this very much feels like a James Garner situation in that we go, we want him. He is our one of our number one targets. He is essential to us. Get him in. And Man United go, no, nah, sorry, he's not for sale. You need this, this and that. And we go, all right, okay, let's move on. Let's go somewhere else. Cool, we'll sell Garner to Everton last minute, though. And it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Now Garner's yeah. sort of stuck there and he could have come to us. Um, and it feels very much like that. The way they dilly-dally around transfers just does my head in. Um, what I will say is that a few weeks ago, I would have pinpointed Henderson as essential to us this season. Um, I think we needed him back and I was really excited to have him back because I think he's a great keeper and I think he does have a chance with regular minutes of being contention for England number one. However, Matt Turner has eased those sort of concerns about his desperately needing Dean Henderson because I think Matt Turner has been brilliant so far. Uh, he looks really solid and looks really good. So I'm less bothered about Dean Henderson naturally if we got him in I would be very excited Um, I would obviously like him or Matt Turner to be two of the keepers we can turn to rather than having to rely on Hennessy or Horvath but I am less bothered because I think Turner's been brilliant and he looks really promising so it's less pressurised on us if he goes to Palace I just don't understand that they've got Johnston and Guaita, and Guaita has been exodus big exodus from the squad yeah. and just not included. Don't make any sense to me. Um
0: uh, it, what happened is apparently he he he'd heard that he'd been dropped for Johnston and kicked off and that's why he's been um exiled. Fair. Fair. Well they they've got two very good keepers in Johnston and Guaita.
1: Um maybe we could get Guaita as backup then. Who knows. Um but yeah, it's it, the saga is a bit of a joke and I'm quite looking forward to it just transfer window shutting in at Dean Hansen yeah. not being a talking point.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, I think you mentioned Nathan Horvath there. I just like to say, I think he's terribly unlucky that Luton haven't re-signed him. They've gone for they've gone for Tim Crawl, haven't they? I, I don't understand what's gone on or gone wrong there. From all accounts, he played really well for them last season. So I feel a bit yeah. feel a bit sorry for I him. I think, on that one. I just think they can't afford him and the
1: money that they could possibly put into staying in the Premier League. They're putting towards making their um, stadium. Safe for the Premier League and up to the standards because they had to. They didn't play this week, did they? Because they had to postpone it because uh, the ground well, wasn't they, ready.
0: Did they have to postpone the first five home games or something like that? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a joke, really. Just um, reverse the fixture, right? Just reverse the fixture, or or, or tell them they've got to play at a neutral venue. Just delaying them is ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah, the calendar already gets ridiculous. Actually, yeah. gets towards Christmas.
1: Well, I think either way, if they played them now, if they played them later on, I think Luton are, are done. Um, but hey-ho anyway I think they don't have enough money because of that so I think he is unlucky that they've not signed him
0: uh, last couple of points then so one of them is Serge Aurier who supports support supposedly going to moving going to moving to moving to Saudi Arabia for one of those one of the teams out there um, he, he did play really well for his last season I, I wouldn't be too upset I think it's a great opportunity for him this is the kind of player that should be going to Saudi Arabia you know getting towards the twilight of his career he's going to get a huge payday live a life of luxury out there more more power to you kid um, and also give us 20 million so we can buy Jet Spence
1: well I, I don't know if this is true or whether people are just joking but the reported fee was 25 million which can't be true it must be 2.5 well, yeah it must be 2.5 and they've missed the decimal right. point um, I like it's pretty mental that we're sort of going fair enough go if you want to go because Last year when Serge was coming in, we didn't want anything to do with him. Yet you're looking at him going now and going, it will be a shame, but we get it. Cheers for your time. I never would have predicted that he would had that impact uh, and was that sort of good for us. So he seems like a great character in the dressing room, which is something that we pinpointed him as being a negative and that he'd be toxic in the dressing room. But he does seem to be a really good person and has fun. And you see that a lot of, uh, opposition players come up and speak to him in the tunnel behind the scenes or on the pitch afterwards. Um, so he does seem like a, a good person. Um, so yep. I think we were completely wrong on that and we, we uh, admit that and swallow that. But if you want to go to Saudi for a big payday and we can un- improve in that area if we are playing a back five, then that's fine with me.
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think Ori is a, a good player and a four got two assists the other night. I, I still don't think his performance was that great the other night, apart from the, yeah, irrelevant, the two assists. But somebody like Jed Spence, who's going to get fly up and down, that's exactly what we need, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we've um, got this Montiel coming in,
1: who's a right back. Yeah. We've also got Aina, or Aina, whatever you call him. He's a right back. We've also got Nico Williams, who's a right back. So hmm. maybe we should start looking at the left side.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I can only suggest with the lack of left back action that Omar Richards is going to be come back soon I, you know, I, I feel really you know, I don't think if anyone's read the um, article in The Athletic I think it was around his injury troubles and, and all that's gone on but just a wildly un- unlucky young man um, who I, I just hope we get to see in an actual forest shirt playing for his one day because there's a reason why Munich signed him
1: yeah I'm looking forward to seeing him and I hope it's soon I think he did. he's been very unlucky um, so I'd, I'd like him to get a run of luck and and sort of get some minutes for the squad.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so next up is the uh, game away at Manchester United the weekend. Um, our first three o'clock kickoff of the season. Probably our, ne- our first home three o'clock kickoff isn't until Luton in October, which is uh, chess guy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I struggle to to use the well. I'm just going to say, I think this is a free hit, isn't it? It's. Yeah, I know they're not playing the best. So maybe we could get get you know, if, we, if we play like we did against Arsenal, first game, held keep them at arms' length, and try and you know bring on some pace late on. There's definitely an opportunity for something there, but you know if we lose two three it it is what it is, in my opinion.
1: I think it's a great time to play them. Um, I think they have looked pretty bad so far. Uh, they're not connecting. I think the midfield three of Casemiro, Mount, and Fernandes. Aren't yeah. connecting at the minute. I think Mount has been really ineffective. I think Casemiro looks <laughs> a shade. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the
0: Mason Mount's terribly ineffective. Whoever would have known it
1: exactly. Uh, I think Casemiro looks a shade away from what he was last season. Uh, so far, he might get to that. Obviously, he is slightly older than he was, but I only by a few months. Uh, but he doesn't look like he works with, with Mount and Fernandez. Um, yeah. And Fernandez spends too much time crying to actually see what's going on in the picture. So he's been largely
0: ineffective. He's, he's not my cup of tea, Bruno.
1: Um, I also think Rashford hasn't started fantastic. Um, I think Martinez seems like he could be a liability so far. He's uh, obviously not great. Uh, who else is there? Garnacho obviously, got promise but still don't think he's quite there. So, you know, capable of doing some damage on his day, but is he really a Man United starting player? Who knows? He's a pound-line Phil Foden, mate. And Anthony is more of a fidget spinner than he is a footballer. Um, whole- so, so I think this is a great time to play them. Naturally, it is also Man United away. So we are definitely in danger of getting absolutely battered, three or four nil. However, if we go at it with the right attitude, we try... Uh, and showcase some of the fight that we showed at Arsenal, some of the better bits that we showed at Arsenal, um, then I think we've got a great chance of get, rescuing a draw here. Um, you never know. Um, if we lose, fine. It's Man United away. And I'll say the same thing for the next few fixtures of Chelsea away, Man City away, and Liverpool away. Fine. Let's not get too down and too club about losing to these big teams away. It would be lovely to see a big result on the road away against a big team. Yes, However, they are Man United and we are Nottingham Forest and the spend that they've got and the players they've got compared to us, sometimes you've just got to swallow that. But I think, like I say, great time to play them and I think we should be at least optimistic prior to the game Uh, and who knows, football is a crazy thing, something mad could happen, but I'm going with 1-1 myself.
0: Oof. I'm going to go 2-1 on United. I'm, I'm going to be the, the glass half empty on this today. What? Um, I just, uh, man, I just, you know, you know, as much as we were scoffing and laughing at the United squad, it, they're still better than ours, isn't it? I think that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of where I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's going to be an interesting game, though. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll say that. I, yeah, I think it'll be a bit more like the last 10 minutes of the Arsenal game all match. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> if you're listening for the first time, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. If you've come back for what is, I think, the start of our f- fourth full season? Fifth? Fourth? Who knows? The tail end of Sabri. Sabri and Hooten. Hooten and Cooper. Cooper. Cooper, yeah, start of our fifth fifth season. So There you go. Um, yeah if you're still with us God bless you um, and there's only one more thing to say in there, JJ you reds you reds